I Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. I'd like to welcome Justin Levy to the Productivityist podcast this week. Justin, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. After uh, listening for uh, from episode one throughout, uh, it's good to be a guest now. Yeah, it's, thanks so much, for by the way, for putting that out there in, in terms of just, you know, you helped build some of my audience out. It was really, really nice. I mean, I know that with work flowing ending and... and, and Moving into kind of my own realm, especially with Schechter having to, you know, take a take a bit of a break due to you know his breeding tendencies. Uh, <laughs> it's it's nice to be able to to kind of keep going and have conversations with people like you who you know we've met. Uh, when, when did we first meet in person? I mean, we met in person this. I think we've met in person before, but we didn't really get a chance to talk all that much until this year at NMX, right? Yeah, exactly. I think we had met in passing a couple of times, but we actually got a chance to talk about beer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, go, go figure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that I wanted to talk about as we as we you know start off this new year is the idea of you know obviously new opportunities, new uh, are around. You know, I mean, I'm going to be going probably back to New Media Expo again this year. I'm bringing my wife, I think, this time because she's now part of the business, and I think being around that kind of energy is important when you're new to this kind of realm. But the other thing that, that we have to kind of discuss as we start a, a new year is kind of the idea of like rejuvenation and recharging and even to a certain sense recovery, like the idea of, hey, you know what, these things didn't quite work out for me last year. How do I, you know, pick up, dust myself off and keep going? And out of all the people that I came across uh, in, in this past year in terms of, you know, just stories, um, your story of recovery at, at this point is absolutely remarkable. Can you, um, for those who don't know, I'd rather you tell this story than me. Can you share with my listeners kind of the the how the I guess the 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 latter third of 2014 kind of went for you? Yeah. So uh, on August 10th, I had uh, two seizures. August 10th of last year, I had two seizures, and um, that was caused by what we'd find out to be a brain tumor that was sitting on the motor skill strip and just in front of the speech pathways. Um, during the first seizure that I had uh, while at home, I didn't fall or anything, though that is the most common question that my, myself or my wife get. But uh, during that, I shattered both my shoulders. And so I broke the humerus in both shoulders, which is the actual shoulder. Um, I broke the rotator cuffs in both shoulders and ended up tearing the upper portion of my bicep in my left arm. Um, and so I had to have two surgeries over the course of a weekend to fix both my shoulders and had to have brain surgery and um, 
more MRIs than I would have cared to have in a very short period of time for anyone that has had an MRI. Um, and, you know, was in the hospital on and off for probably, you know, two and a half weeks over a period of, you know, about four weeks. Now, uh, you work for Citrix, right? So uh, I want to also add some context to that. So, you you know, you've worked in the technology uh, place, you know, landscape. You're in, in San Francisco. I, I don't want to talk necessarily about the latter, the latter third of the year right yet, but I want to talk about, like, you know, when it comes to how you approached your day-to-day leading up to that point, like, what what successful strategies did you have that you were using all the way up until that date in August that have uh, served you well? And then I want to cut you kind of dive into what you've had to do since then to kind of either compensate or just, you know, rejig things a bit based on, you know, the fact that you basically, even, even though I didn't ask if you fell down, you did kind of fall (laughs) down (laughs) and, and how you've been able to kind of, you know, re realign yourself to a certain extent. Uh, or if you've had to realign yourself. Yeah, so, you know, I think leading up to that point, because, of course, life has changed a, a bit since then, you know, I, I'm i in a, a fast-paced and very busy job. Um, you know, I lead a team as well as having a lot on my plate working for, for a large company. Um, but, and then beyond that, I have, you know, several personal interests, such as fitness and health and, and uh technology and, and things like that. And, you know, I've always believed that any, anything can be tackled uh, if you have frameworks to deal with them in, and if you have a schedule. And uh, not that the schedule can't be flexible, because I think all of our schedules always have to be flexible to things. But if you get the things out of your head and onto things like a, a to-do list or into Evernote or you know, you note them on anything as soon as those come to your head or you have conversations with people, you can take on a, a lot of work. You know, I think, you know, I, I think about people that have achieved a, a massive level of success, right? You know, um, whether they are in politics or they're in entertainment or uh, even within uh, enterprise. And you think about, you know what does what do those people have on their plates and how do they move about their days and you know they have to even though they have people that probably help them through a lot of that they still have a lot that they have to do on a on a daily basis and so i've always tried to take that as a bit of inspiration and, and use that to inform my day and so pre the seizures you know my day would start very early um i'd wake up at 4:45 in the morning crazy. and just crazy. <laughs> And I'd be at the gym because fitness matters a lot to me. You know, I'd be at the gym by 5.15 or so, and I'd work out till 6.30, uh, come home and start my day. You know, I'd try to be at my desk ready to work by about 7.30 in the morning. Um, And that day would typically last until about 5.30 or so. And in between, you know, finding time to listen to podcasts and, you know, read uh, about industry news or about other topics that I'm interested in, watch YouTube videos or whatnot. Um, So I've typically kept a very packed day, both be, you know, with personal and with work. Um, Post all of this happening, uh, you know, of course, there were there was a period of time that I didn't have any sort of schedule whatsoever um, because I was in the hospital or I was living on, you know, the doctor's schedule or the hospital schedule. But I tried to, uh, even when I was in the hospital and I, when I first tried to come home, when I first came home before going back in for the brain surgery, 
tried to put some framework to my day. It wasn't going to be the same day that I had before. And so I had to deal with that and get past that. But anything that could have uh, put some scheduling around what I was doing, whether it was writing, you know, I launched this blog called Built Unstoppable as a result of all of this. And so whether it was taking an hour every day to, to write that article and to, you know, edit that and publish that, whether it was scheduling calls with friends and to kind of stay up to date and I'll do that a certain part of the day and, you know, then rest for another part of the day, um, you know, immediately upon coming home, even with my sl- arms and slings, you know, I went for a walk with my mother-in-law who, who flew out here and stayed with us for uh, seven weeks and my dog, and even if it was to the end of the street and back, right? It wasn't the mm-hmm. hour workout that I had, you know, lifting a ton of weight, but it was still something to stay active and to, uh, put some framework around my day. So the, the healing process has obviously begun, you know, you're back at work. Um, you work remotely too, right? So do you generally work remotely? Yes. Yes. So, So, uh, yeah, I I got that flexibility there. Exactly. I'd go down and I still do go down to the office, which is about 50 miles from where we live uh, one day a week. Right, right. So, so there, there's, there's definitely a bonus to that in the fact that you have the, you know, the, the comforts of home when you're dealing with the discomfort of, of, you know, a recovery process. But we're, we're on that road to recovery right now. You mentioned some of the fitness stuff that you're, you're doing to try to stay active. Um, but, you know, knowing you and having followed you for a while, um, how tough is it to not be able to do that stuff that you were doing before. Cause you even said, you know, like lifting the weights that you were lifting before it's, it's a ways away. Like, how are you, is it just the, again, that like, you know, kind of that David Allen idea of eating an elephant one bite at a time, as opposed to the whole elephant, you know, that kind of thing. Is that, is that your approach or is it just, are you, is it a, maybe a, a thing of gratitude that look, the fact I can do any of this at all is just miraculous. I think it's a bit of both, right? So, you know, I resolved, and I, I've had this resolve from as long as I can remember before any of this. Of you know that we can, we as individuals can deal with enormous amounts of tragedy or uh, you know, heartache or things like that to strike us. And what's important is to just always keep progressing. So. And this is what we tried to do when I was going through my recovery, through the real kind of tough parts of it immediately after coming home. If I couldn't sit up without my wife's help today, then tomorrow I wanted to try to get halfway there, and then she would help with the rest of it. If I couldn't uh, feed myself this week um, because my arms were in slings, you know, next week I wanted to try to you know, take one bite myself or whatever the case was. And so when that, where that applies to fitness, you know, it's been the same way, you know, when I was in the slings and I, you know, couldn't put on a shirt for about six weeks or so. And some of the other craziness, uh, I walked to the end of the street every day, Hmm. three, three or four times a day. Some days I'd be tired and I could only do once or, you know, I wouldn't get out at all, but that was better than, than being in the hospital for the 12 days when I, didn't get any exercise for the most part. Um, and then I progressed as my shoulder started to heal and in consultation with my uh, orthopedic surgeon and with my physical therapist, you know, we'd progress a bit. And then as I transitioned into, you know, active physical therapy, you know, I started to use resistance bands and it might only be two pounds and it might only be 10 reps of bicep curls, for example, but 
maybe the next time I did it, I could go to three pounds or I could do 11 reps. You know, I always keep progressing in anything, whether it was reps, weight, whether it's uh, with uh, the degrees and the range of motion in my shoulders or an internal, external rotation at my elbow, um, anything, I want to keep progressing. And that's continued, you know, as we face other decisions uh, in front of us and as we have to tackle uh, other things to do with this recovery. Um, that's how we approach it. How important has the blog been to you? Speaking of, you know, that kind of progressing, because I mean, you're doing day to day, you know, you're doing daily entries, you know, you're doing it, not just in the blog, but you're cross posting it to Facebook for those who aren't necessarily following the blog. How important has that process been to you in, in terms of just since you've been able to start the the not just the recovery process, but also kind of the rejuvenation process. Well, it's been interesting because I I would have never thought that I would write, you know, every day without missing a day of anything, right? I, you know, I think any of us that have a blog, you get really psyched up about it and you'll write five days in a row and, and then you don't do anything for seven months. And, you know, there are courses by, by people that I really respect uh, within the industry where you, you can pay to uh, un- to learn and understand frameworks for how to write daily. And I decided to have seizures and break my shoulders to teach me that. Um, it's and, a pretty, pretty drastic. Uh, ex- yeah, you know. It's called Extreme Frameworking by Justin <laughs> Levy. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, but it started with a very simple uh, Facebook status update the night that I went to the hospital, as most of us do you know through our social accounts we share parts of our day typically we sh- we share the shinier parts of the day um but we share our day right you know just went to the hospital i could use extra pair- prayers for my mother or father or you know my cat's gone through something or you know whatever and so that's what it was it was a very simple update kind of checking out the hospital and um it was this outpouring of uh, status updates and likes and emails and texts and private messages and everything you can imagine. Um, and then I just kept updating. I, you know, they turned into longer updates and from there they turned into more structured updates. And, you know, then we, I started to realize that there were 300 to a thousand words at a time, depending on how much I had as an update. And then throughout that, I started to hear from people that, that were reaching out to me and saying, you've inspired me to lose five pounds or you inspired me to reprioritize my life or, you know, a colleague of mine went on, uh, started to plan their dream vacation uh, be- that they weren't planning on taking for several years from now. They're taking it later on in this year or, or within the next couple of years. Are they, are they um, taking you with them? I wish <laughs> I wish. Um, so, you know, I started to realize that this was becoming a platform, you know, my injuries and, and how we are approaching the recovery and, and this daily writing was serving as an inspiration to others. And so the least I can do is to write about it every day. Right. And sometimes the, the updates have nothing to do with anything, in my opinion. You know, they're, they're like, uh, I had a bunch of meetings today and it rained and I took my dog for a walk and I worked out and had this for dinner, you know. Mm-hmm. But they are little things – I those are sometimes the days that I get the most feedback from people um, because they are the uh, parts of our life that we don't consider. 
you know, just the ability to walk my dog or the ability to go work out or feed myself now. And yeah, that's all returned to kind of normal parts of the day. But those are things that I couldn't do just a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, it's become a a source of expression for me. Um, And I've been blogging for seven or eight years. But uh, this type of daily update, um, it also serves as an ability to go back and look at how far we've come in such a short amount of time. You know, it's something that my wife and I talk about, you know, often is, you know, life's taken a, well, one leading up to August and then what happened, you know, kind of how, what August had in store for us was a complete 180. But, um, we've come very far in a very short period of time and the blog serves and in some of the private messages I've gotten and emails and things like that serve as a, a platform to look back at and, and see all of this. Yeah, it's, it's been a really interesting thing to watch. And, and what I've found just by reading it is that it may, it, it, it inspires, I don't think it, I mean, and I guess this is probably what you're getting at is it inspires others, but it also inspires you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm on the hook to write this now, right? I, I've gone, <laughs> I've gone this long. I'm not get, going to miss a day now unless something tragic happens and I'm, you know, stuck in the hospital again or something. So you know, I, it requires me to think about my day. Mm-hmm. It, it requires me to, to think through what are the interesting parts of the day that uh, are wins, right, for right. me and, and for us. Um, and even losses too, right? Yeah, even, of you, course. Even failures. I mean, you acknowledge those as well because it, it, it's like you said, you know, I didn't get to eat. I couldn't eat today on my own, so tomorrow I'll take that first bite. You know, I mean, it's – it's it's um, course correction, it, even though I mean, and, and it, well, I'm not trying to be reductive there, but it's 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 not because you couldn't. It's, it's not because it's like I just didn't feel like eating. It's just a course <laughs> correction of like my expectations might have been a little bit too high, or or maybe you know I had done so many other things today that by the time this came around, I was just my energy levels were just shot. Absolutely, and so it's. Uh... It's it's an interesting thing to have to know that, you know, because I type this every night. So I kind of let the whole day go by. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I type this around 8 or 9 o'clock, typically my time. Um, and so I have the whole day to see how it's going to progress and to see what's going on. Um, you know, when we were back uh, east, my family lives in Connecticut. My wife's uh parents live back in Connecticut. And so we were back there for the U S Thanksgiving uh, this past year. And, you know, we're there for 10 days and those 10 days, uh, though I woke up with a backache every morning because of the bed that we were sleeping on, I got, uh, I hit all 10 nights. I hit the minimum of seven hours of sleep that I goal to hit. Right. And it was, it was pretty good sleep. I wasn't waking up in the middle of the night, all the things that I kind of am dealing with uh, going through this recovery. But wouldn't you know the night that I get back and our big bed that you know we bought specially designed for our body types and all this other crazy stuff, I missed that seven hours mm-hmm. of sleep. And I woke up a bunch throughout the night and I woke up sore and all that and my shoulders weren't feeling too well. And um, it's those things that, that you would typically not think about. But because I have to prepare for this update every day um, – I, I notice you, you're much more aware of those things. Right. Now, 
you talked about habits and ritualization before, because before, you know, you went through this, this, uh, this period of, of, you know, obviously strife and, and adversity, um, you had rituals in place. And one of the things that I like to talk to people about, especially when I'm talking to them, either through coaching or just through my writing is that ritualization is so key because of that whole framework building, right? Like if you have those, then when some, something befalls you, whether it's as, as, you know, massive and as what happened to you, or, you know, it happens to somebody else and it throws you for a loop, having those rituals in place or or habits or whatever you want to call them allows you to get back either, maybe not back on track as quickly, although it can, but it gives you something, it gives you a pillar. It gives you some kind of of, of a a waypoint that you can at least hold on to, to, to start again. Absolutely. You know, something that I'm, I'm really, I keen on, I'm, I'm fond of it is the, you know, something that Michael Hyatt has written about several times and it's the concept of the ideal week. And he's produced this template that mm-hmm. he shared out. And so you can either find it on his website or Google it or whatever. We'll, we'll share it in the show notes for sure. Cool. And you know, and it, 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 what I liked about it was it just crystallized my way of thinking because it was something that I was doing without documenting it before, right? right? I mean, I had the rituals. I knew exactly what I was doing, but you know, when I, I had, you know, what my ideal week would look like before. And then I recreated it during my recovery as much as we could control it. Um, And then I've created a new ideal week and it's not the same as it was before. You know, for example, I'm, I work out in the evening time now instead of the morning Mm -hmm. because I decided that, you know, uh, I didn't, well, one, my shoulders just can't take that much activity that frequently. So, you know, the number of days I'm working out has shifted and, and things, but I also decided that I I like to sleep, sleep in now (laughs) a little bit more (laughs) and that that extra rest is, is good. And, um, a much quieter morning, right. You know, so my wife and I take some time to just sit there and and chat. Um, so you become a night owl like me. Uh, no, I'm still getting to bed by, by nine or Uh. 10. (laughs) (laughs) but it's just it's reprioritizing that stuff right so you look at you're able to look at what would and it's not always going to fit this right especially say with my work you know people schedule meetings i have all day meetings i have travel you know whatever but you say what what if if i could control every aspect of my life from the time i wake up to the time i go to bed what would that look like and then what are natural themes as you look at this you know maybe you know you don't want meetings on Monday and, and Friday. Tuesday, you want to meet with your team, whether it's you know a, a larger team that you're part of or you lead a team. You know, you might want to. You know, in my case, I've had physical therapy, so that's you know ideally these certain days at this at this time time block. And you put that together, and like you said, you try to build this ritual, whether it's a new one or whether it's an old one. You know, I think coming into you know with the new year just starting. I think it's important to take a look at that, right? You look back over the year, what were the things that you didn't like? Whether it's with your schedule, whether it's with your goals, maybe you're too aggressive with your goals, maybe you weren't aggressive enough. Um, What are the the new habits that you can develop to help you achieve all of that? And with that, and with that, uh, um, that building of the new year, um, you know, the now year, the theming that you're talking about, like uh, that calendar that I just co-developed with new year. I mean, if you're, if you're a themer like you are, and I am too, uh, that kind of thing can definitely help you. If you have the right tools in place to support the framework, that will help you and support the habits. But the key is, again, you're the driver. Like it's, it's the tool doesn't move you, you move the tool. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's really key. You know, one of the things that I always I always laugh at, or I, I kind of, you know, it, it's humorous to me, is that we spend so much time in our lives and in the online space, whether you're kind of into productivity or you're in social media or, you know, whatever, talking about tools and being so focused on this. And, you know, uh, this is one of the things I love that Chris Brogan talks about is that, you know, he talks about not being focused on the tool, right? He's only, he's focused on what the tool helps him achieve, but not focused on, I use this tool to do this. And, you know, and like, I'll see a lot of people talk about what the, what their favorite uh, to-do list manager is and they'll switch between them every two weeks mm-hmm. it's like no it's what does the to-do list manager or app help you accomplish with as little friction as possible Absolutely. you know if, Absolutely. If, if that's if if you use a uh, post-it note and a pen and it's a blue pen for write in it and it's a red pen to cross it out have fun if that's helping you get through your priorities who cares you know that's your to-do list if it's Todoist, like I know both of us use, or if it's you know uh, another one, you know any if it's Outlook tasks, you know what it doesn't matter. Yeah, but the, people f- focus the, so much on that. The approach is more important than the app. Absolutely, and in, in your prioritization and yeah. and things like that. It's great if you can check off a thousand things on your list, but if you don't accomplish the three major things that you have to get done today, it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Justin, I wanted to thank you for coming on. I mean, your story has been really inspiring. I know when my wife, when I told her what had happened, she's like, well, you know, how old is Anna? And, and I, I kind of gave her a, a, a ballpark figure. And she's like, wow. And she's an acupuncturist. So when I told her what had happened, like your shoulders and all that, she's like, oh, my God, that's 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 going to take some time. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of time. And yet here we are a few months later. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's like we were talking, uh, you know, earlier in, in, in 2014 and I don't hear any, you know, there's, there's, I hear no difference. You know, I hear, um, I hear resolve. I hear, um, I hear, um, you know, uh, again, a, a sense of, of, uh, you know, um, rejuvenation and, and, and a kind of revitalization. And I think that, uh, your story is inspiring and I want people to go find out and read more about what you did, what you've done and, and also, uh, where they can, you know, where they can connect with you online. So if you'd share that with my listeners, I would appreciate it. Absolutely. It's built unstoppable.com. Awesome. And, uh, you're on Twitter as Justin Levy, aren't you? Absolutely. And across most of the rest of the, the interwebs as Justin Levy. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again for joining me on the Productivious <laughs> podcast, Justin. Thanks, sir. Have a good day. You too.